I'm Leanna Shields, and you're listening to The Cozy Sleuth. Today, Snoops and Sleuths, I have with me Lois Jackman, and she's here to talk about her books, writing, and all things cozy. Lois, would you like to introduce yourself to my Snoops and Sleuths? Yeah, I'd love to. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name's Lois. I'm 22 years old, and I recently published my first cozy mystery, Murder at Midnight Beach. Um, and I'm just really glad to be here today talking to all you guys about it. So thanks for uh, tuning in to listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> so is any of your writing inspired by your actual life? Oh, well, <laughs> yes and no. No in, a, uh, no in the sense that uh, I haven't uh, done anyone in recently. No, <laughs> But I do like to take inspiration from where I grew up, which is on uh, in the south coast of England. Uh, so whilst Murder at Midnight Beach is set in a fictional village called Banksley, it is meant to be geographically in the southern of England, uh, similar to where I grew up. So it's nice to be able to draw elements from that even if I'm putting a bit of a spin on it and uh, bringing up a few dead bodies as well. <laughs> Actually, I think all cozy writers and writers in general do at some point draw from their actual life experience in some way or other. I know I do with my sparks of suspicion. While I've never met an elf or a centaur, <laughs> I do love old movies, so I have my main character, who's an elf, constantly quoting her old move, her favorite old movies. Oh, a hundred percent. I love it when stuff like uh, that happens when you have those little links that shine through in the writing. I love that. And you know, if anyone is ever checking our browsing history, they might think that this uh, <laughs> these murders are happening in our real life. The amount that I Google uh, poisoning has probably put me on a few watch lists. So, oh my goodness, I I completely understand that when I'm <laughs> looking up, like right now for book four, I'm currently writing along with book three. I am crazy writing two books at once, <laughs> but. Aww. I am looking up hunting knives. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sometimes it can be so innocent, like uh, Googling whether blue tack was invented in 1960. Uh, it wasn't. But <laughs> and then other times it's like, how, what, what poisons grow locally near me in the south of England? Uh, it's, uh, it's a real, uh, a real mix. I don't judge you for working on two projects at once, by the way. I'm exactly the same. <laughs> Thank you. With me, it's like a book two had me researching um, the cost of, no, not the cost, the value of uh, stud fees for goats. Yeah. <laughs> That's a oh, whole nother rabbit trail you don't want to go down. <laughs> Oh yeah, so uh, let nobody say that us cozy mystery writers don't learn a lot of little tidbits about <laughs> about a whole variety of topics. <laughs> Not to drop too many spoilers, but I've learned a lot recently about um, carnival rides in preparation in the 1960s in preparation for the sequel to Murder at Midnight Beach. So that's been fun, really taking a, a whiz um, not too far back in time. And just seeing what we did and didn't have, you know, we didn't have blue tack, but we did have all sorts of crazy roller coasters. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any advice for those who want to write or write their own cozies in specific? Oh, yeah. Um, 
I mean, the number one thing is just to jump straight in and to not worry about getting a perfect draft on your first attempt because nobody's first draft is ever anywhere near publishable and I say this to my friends who want to get into writing I say don't don't write just write the story that you have to tell first tell the story and then go back and worry about making it look and feel like a book because I have so many people that I know who have tried and started and they've been put off because they've looked at their first page and gone oh well this doesn't this this doesn't read like a Tolkien novel and you know that it's something that comes with time so my advice is just to believe in yourself put pen to paper put your fingers to the keyboards and worry about everything else after you've told your story absolutely one of my favorite quotes i've seen on facebook is remember writing is remembering that you are filling the sandbox so that later yes. you can build sand castles oh, i love that funnily enough that is one of my absolute favorite quotes as well i could not agree more yeah <laughs> it's just it's about I think it's one of the hardest things to do, isn't it? As a writer, especially a new writer is sometimes embracing imperfection, you know, and being happy just to get it out there first and then being like, you know what? I can work with this. I can polish this and being okay with knowing that the first time you write a sentence is it's probably not going to be how the sentence will end up or the paragraph will end up. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so true. Cause it's, it's funny that you picked Tolkien when you said, oh my gosh, this book isn't reading like Tolkien. Who, when they write their first sentence, writes like Tolkien? I'm thinking Tolkien 100%. with his first sentence didn't write like Tolkien. <laughs> oh, 100% not. He was, he was exactly like, like all of us, you know, the first draft. It's, it's never a masterpiece, but it's something that we can build upon and make like that. And it's... I say with my uh, friend as well who I write with quite a lot that writing the first that writing the story getting your first draft down is only 20% of the work of writing the book <laughs> it's <laughs> the quickest task is doing that and then it's uh, rewriting and rewriting and polishing and perfecting you know I also That's... think it's sometimes hard to know when to stop as well like uh, knowing at what point it's okay to stop tweaking you know oh absolutely that's it's like between knowing when it's right and knowing when to stop. Yeah. It's like this super fine, like fine oh. edge marker line. It is. It's <laughs> the thinnest of thin lines because sometimes I find myself, it'll be the 10th time I've written a paragraph. I'm like, you know what? At this point, I'm making it worse. <laughs> it was right on go number seven. At go number 10, I'm now not making sense. <laughs> Oh, so do you have a favorite character or would you get in trouble with your other characters or are you one of those writers who acknowledges that our characters are not real and can't get in trouble with them oh, well, what do you mean our characters aren't real oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see they might be fictional but they're they're still all real to us i mean uh di carter hayes gentleman that he is even though he is technically our main character, I'm sure that he would be gracious enough to step aside and let Tammy have some limelight. In her opinion, she is 100% uh, the center, center of <laughs> thanks to the universe. Um, you know, self-declared detective. She doesn't. She doesn't need the job title. You know, being a detective comes from within. So. <laughs> 
uh, between the two of them, you know, I, they're like my children. I love them. I love them equally. But special mention for Bonnie, our receptionist, our beloved receptionist, 17, young and free, just trying her best in this hard world. I think I like to think that she captured a lot of people's hearts, mine included, by just being unapologetically herself. Um, sounds like <laughs> a great character. Oh, I love her. She's she's a little bit messy. She's she's a work in progress, but in the best and most beautiful way. <laughs> <laughs> I know personally with me, it's uh, it's a mix between Sabia, my main female character, and Bridger, my main male character, are both like my favorites. Like you said, love them equally. Yeah, it's like <laughs> your children, isn't it? Oh, I know. Oh, no. I love that dynamic, though. I re I really do. Yeah, you know, like that mix. And I always find that having two characters, not battle for the spotlight, but two uh, characters building each other up creates such a beautiful dynamic where they fill in the gaps that the other person leaves or has, you know, um, and build each other up as, as a team. Because I suppose it's, it's like that phrase, isn't it? No one man is an island, or um, I might be paraphrasing, <laughs> but I, I really love the sort of duality of having more than one. Uh, MC. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a great challenge, but it's also it's fun to see it develop. Where Definitely. it's like, okay, these two are so different. How are they gonna get along? <laughs> yeah, I you'll you'll probably understand me completely on this, but I feel like when I when I started writing uh Tammy and Michael. They were strangers to me and some of their actions were almost guesswork but by the time that I'd finished the book it was like that they'd not only built this relationship with each other but I'd built the relationship with them so then when I uh, went back and did the second draft I was like they wouldn't have said that you know <laughs> restructuring reswapping but yeah I, I feel like as they get to know each other we get to know our characters absolutely I know with um Bridger and Sabia, it was like, okay, I know Sabia fairly well because, well, she's the book, the person the book starts on. Then this new guy comes in, Bridger, and it's like, oh, I wonder how she's going to interact with this guy. <laughs> and he <laughs> and, whips up a storm. <laughs> yeah. And now it's like, oh, I, I know absolutely how these two are going to interact and but they yeah, still surprise me every now and then. Oh, a hundred percent. So sometimes it feels like it's the characters writing their story and I'm just like, they're, they're doing it through me, almost like a, a paranormal sort of activity. <laughs> so I write lines down, I'm like, well, that didn't come from me, so it must have come from them. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, another favourite quote. Again, I found it on Facebook. Facebook has been a source of a lot of my writing quotes. Oh, yes. I create the character and then from then on I take dictation. Yes, exactly. From then from there on out, it's them. I'm yep. just we are just the medium. <laughs> we are just the humble writer <laughs> through which they tell their own tales. Absolutely. In fact, the toward the end of the second book, I didn't expect the old movie quote that Sabia picked. Because of course it's the the required boyfriend saying you can't keep getting involved in these investigations oh yeah kind of a thing yeah. so Sabia chooses a line from uh 
Arsenic and Old Lace. The one oh, where yeah. Cary Grant is talking to his aunts about after having just discovered that basically his aunts are serial killers. <laughs> where he goes like, this is developing into a very bad habit. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, Sabia looks at Bridger and goes like, this is developing into a very bad habit. Yeah. <laughs> then when oh, she I sees Bridger's face, she goes like, me no funny. <laughs> <laughs> that me no <laughs> funny, they, they I did not expect. <laughs> yeah, they, they, pretend, they pretend they don't enjoy it, but secretly it, it sparks a little something in them, even if they <laughs> pretend they don't appreciate the old movie quote. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. I think that's such a, it's one of my favorite um, sort of cozy tropes, if you will, as well, when uh, the boyfriend is sort of trying to come in and be like, essentially stay in your lane, but in a loving way. <laughs> yeah. and it, it's always as if they, they never truly believe it, but I, I, for whatever reason, I love the fact that they have, they give it a go anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, <laughs> this is the second time we've gotten involved in something like this. Yeah. You might yeah. want to you know just back off a little <laughs> yeah take a, take a wee step back and remember who is uh who's meant to be handling this and my if that was me in, in real life as well all that would make me do would be push back twice as hard and that's why i love it so much it's, it's <laughs> such a fuel to the fire isn't it yeah uh, our, our independent women that uh that they they tell their stories to us with these independent women they, they don't need a man telling them what they can and can't investigate and even if they don't intend to, a lot of the time they they aren't even intending to get involved. But once they find <laughs> themselves there, they may as well make the best of it, you know? Yep. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I think we'll uh, see some more of that in um, book two. I think uh, Michael in his, uh, in a gentlemanly fashion, will try and uh, reestablish some boundaries. And I can already picture Tammy now kicking those boundaries swiftly down with the heel of her, <laughs> <laughs> the toe of her Mary Jane shoe. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. And I know Sabia is going to be in book three where it's like, look, like it or not, I am involved up to my ear points in oh, this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As we hope so. <laughs> You know, it's, it's sweet that the men they try though it's, it's sweet they give it a bit of thought but um yeah as long as they don't think they're getting their way <laughs> it's nice that they try yeah so mm. what author has most influenced your writing oh that's a that's an interesting one um you know it's, it's a slightly this is a more of a, a paranormal cozy author but Trixie Silvertail's works, um, her, between her and Helena Dixon, they were the two cozy authors that actually introduced me to the genre. Um, you know, uh, Helena Dixon doing historical and um, Trixie, as I said, doing paranormal. And something about the way, because they have quite different styles. Helena's is uh, historical like mine and the way she wove her words to give a feeling of you being, um, you know, jumping back in time without even necessarily having to say, this is the point and date we are. But the way it came through in her word choices really made me want to get on my laptop and, you know, and, and write a cozy myself because I just fell in love um, with the way she was essentially weaving the story uh, with time. And then I picked up Trixie Silvertail's books and they're just hilarious, uh, snappy, witty. And, you know, they're, they're set in our, our modern times but it just showed me that 
between the two of them, I can take sort of that humor and that um, upfrontness of the character and also combining that with historical storytelling. And between the two of them, I just went, yep, I want in. <laughs> How about you? I know, I know with me with, with getting into cozies, my introduction was Lillian Jackson Braun, the Cat Who series. Oh, yes. And I just loved the community she built in this fictional world full of these quirky characters, this, this town that you felt like could exist, but prop, but didn't exist. And of oh, course, Coco, Yum Yum, Quillren, those characters, you're just like, I want to be friends with these guys. Oh, and it's like, fun. and it's like, now I'm like, okay, I want people to say that about my writing. I want them to want to be friends with my characters. <laughs> definitely it's that there's just something really pleasant about it you know being being a quirky person myself it's quite nice uh, <laughs> reading these sort of stories and being like yep I could fit in there you know <laughs> in uh, in these worlds where individuality and uh, these quirks are embraced where you don't have to be where it's better to be outside the norm you know and I think that's uh, one of the best things about cozy mysteries is that if you're a little bit weird you have a place here oh absolutely <laughs> And it seems like that's even true with the readers and the writers, where it's like you go to a cozy mystery group and it's like, yeah, you can be a little quirky here and you fit in. You're good. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. You can be unapologetically yourself, you know, and I think we're uh, both members of the the cozy mystery village, aren't we? Oh, yes. uh, What a a community, you know, it's just... you don't have to pretend to be anybody else there. You can just be your true self and your characters can be themselves. And it's oh, it's just such a good community feeling. Oh yeah, I, I love what they've done with that. It's like, it's like a village on Facebook, which of course they call it the Cozy Mystery Village. Well, it has that village feel. Everyone has their place. Everyone's doing what they do and yet we have this community and no one is really competing with the others (laughs) definitely I think that is one of the real wonderful things about our genre is that it's um a sense of we will all build each other up rather than uh we must knock each other down to elevate ourselves and I think that's one of the best things about the cozy mystery as a whole just that real sense of there's enough room at the top for everybody absolutely so great because I mean I'm I'm quite an anxious person so being that this was my first published book I was terrified you know I was I was really proud of what I'd done but I was so scared to put it out there (laughs) to the point I rang uh my friend uh Erin Rickman she writes fantasy books and I rang her and I said I've just woken up from a nightmare I dreamt that I woke up after publishing the book and I had one 100 one star reviews and everybody hated it (laughs) legitimate nightmare I had but then the the opposite happened and it was well received and people were so kind you know I I had I had a little cry when I got my first you know uh like five star someone had taken the time out of their day to write a review and I I had to have a little I have a little tear up because I was like you know what that's absolutely made my day that someone's not only taken the time to read the story but to tell me that it made them happy because that's all I ever set out to do with this book you know my my goal was I just wanted one person to read it and enjoy it 
you know and I was just so happy to to do that <laughs> absolutely I hear you 100% because I remember when I first put my first cozy out there I'm like oh my gosh did I do this right did I do this right are people who know this genre gonna like it and when yeah. I got that first five-star review it's like you said tears because it's like it is. it's like someone loved my book someone else loved my baby <laughs> I know because that, that's that's the thing isn't it like when you've taken all this time to write these books and you've poured hours and hours of time love and affection and you've grown the characters it's it's like sending them off to school it's quite scary to put them out there into the world you know I and know. to put them open <laughs> to criticism but that's like I say it's a wonderful wonderful thing about our you know our community is everyone's willing to help and be constructive but everyone is just so supportive and you know willing to bring each other up and it's just made I'm, I'm sure you feel the same it's just made me so much more confident you know absolutely and excited to put more out there so how are you and your family coping with the pandemic oh this is a. Uh... <laughs> It's a tough one. Um, my partner actually lives in the United States um, and I'm in the UK right now, uh, landlocked because they, were, they won't let anybody out or anybody in. So no. I'm uh, stuck away from him for the time being. But we're, we're coping as well as, uh, as well as can be. So I'm just looking forward to when we enter this sort of brave new world, safe, um, you know, in when the restrictions start to lift and getting home getting home to him but as, as well as can be happy and healthy so can't complain though I, though I do miss him very much and I know he'll probably listen to this so uh, <laughs> I'll take the opportunity to say that I miss him and that he is so brilliant and so supportive um, with all of my writing uh, how, how about you how are you coping oh I'm I guess you could say I'm kind of lucky because I I worked from home before the pandemic started and yeah doing the podcast, writing and all that has been kind of a nice distraction from what's going on in the world, that kind of stuff. But like you, I'm looking forward to when things improve with the vaccines and all that. <laughs> yeah, going back to normality a little bit. I, I'm the same. I worked from home before as, as well. And it's, um, I think it's the option you miss, isn't it? Like, <laughs> even though I would have been at home working anyway, I miss having the option to go yes. outside. <laughs> I don't know how uh, restrictive it is um, of where you are in the UK. We've only just had restrictions lift enough to be allowed to see our neighbours in uh, in their yards again. Up until this Monday, you weren't allowed to uh, go even near anyone else's property. <laughs> but, so yeah, well, we're allowed in other people's yards again. Yay! <laughs> but not inside their house. That's still illegal. <laughs> yeah. We're we're actually releasing a lot of the restrictions here in Colorado because people are getting vaccinated and all that and things yeah, are getting a little looser but still it's not quite normal <laughs> yeah I know what you mean oh my partner's in Florida so he says what 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 pandemic is <laughs> all everything's open here and I was like oh well lucky for some <laughs> oh, so we'll get there oops though. oh sorry so how can my snoops and sleuths follow you? Ah, lovely. So I do have a dedicated Instagram page uh, at the D.I. Carter Hayes Mysteries. You can find me there. 
can send me a dm i'm always you know happy to chat and uh yeah i don't have a website or anything set up yet though i'm hoping to set one up soon uh, and when i do all the details of that will funnel through the instagram so if anyone does want to reach out uh yeah you, you can find me on instagram at the di carter hayes, carter hayes mysteries and i will be sure to put the link to that in the show's notes oh thank you so much Oh, I've had so much fun talking with you. I can't believe we're on the final question. Oh, I've had <laughs> such a good time. Thank you again for having me on. Oh, thank you. Because this is what I started the show for, to talk with my fellow authors and, you know, give some fun and yeah, enjoy and the that. cozy genre. Enhance the community. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So do you have any closing words of advice or wisdom? Oh, me, me and wisdom. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try and be a, hmm, let me think. I think the most important thing is to remember that not trying means that you instantly fail. So it's better to, to try and see where you get with it than decide that you can't do something. And that, that goes beyond cozies. That goes for everything in life you know you'll never know unless you try so give it a go embrace it you know and see see where it takes you because it could be one of the best decisions you ever make whether that's putting a pen to paper and writing a cozy or trying something new in in the wider world that is some great wisdom very wise and, <laughs> and always remember to erase your browsing history after you search uh poisons and ways of killing people <laughs> true <laughs> <laughs> the more poignant piece of information remember to remember to use your incognito browsing mode <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> ah, wonderful well, thank you so much for having me on i've had such a blast oh i'm so glad i'm i love it when my guests have fun oh, i've been looking forward to this all week i listened to some of the previous ones um last week i'm now subscribed it's a great show and i was like yeah I can't wait to get on. I can't wait to, I can't wait to get in there. <laughs> well, Snoops and Sleuths, you've heard another great interview here on The Cozy Sleuth. I'd like to thank my patrons, Regina, Cozy Cub, and Dower Bear for their contributions in keeping the show commercial-free and growing. If you'd like to be like Regina or my fellow podcasters, The Cozy Cub and Dower Bear, join us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash thecozysleuth. Or for a one-time contribution, you can join my coffee clutch on coffee.com slash the cozy sleuth. That's ko-fi.com slash the cozy sleuth. Addresses will be in the show's notes. You can also find me on Twitter at the cozy sleuth. And now you can find me on Instagram at the cozy sleuth. Join me over there. And until next time, keep cozy.